Welcome to I Used to Be a Therapist. I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode. Today, we are going to talk about purpose and finding your purpose. I get to share a conversation that I had with therapist and coach Kim McGinnis. I really, really loved our conversation. We laughed a lot and just had so much fun. We really enjoyed each other's company. And just a side note, I will be doing a bonus episode on an essential oil blend called Magnify Your Purpose next week. So when it comes out next week, I really hope that you take time to listen. This oil can be very helpful with all the things that Kim and I talk about in our conversation. So like I said, Kim is a therapist and coach from Missouri. She lives with her husband and two young adult sons. They own a holistic counseling and wellness center called Get Centered Counseling. Kim has so much wisdom and insight to offer. I loved talking to her. I think I said that already, but I really, really did. I wanted to let you know that in this interview, she talks about a process that she takes her clients through to help them find purpose and vision. After the interview, she made it into a find your purpose worksheet and then has made it available to all my listeners online. So I put the link in the show notes. Be sure and go check that out. It's really worth it. It'll be very helpful. I know you're going to love this. It will add value to your day. Let's listen in. My name is Dr. Wendy Bruton, and I used to be a therapist. Welcome to my podcast. Leaving my career as a therapist, business owner, and counselor educator was a big risk. But now, as an author, coach, entrepreneur, and podcast host, I am fulfilling my passion to help people move forward toward an essentially better life. Each episode is filled with stories, information, and ideas that I know will be valuable to your life and to the lives you touch. So if you need a therapist or just someone who used to be a therapist, I know that this is a place that you will feel valued, valuable, and learn to move forward from what you used to be. I'm so glad you're here. So Kim, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. It's so fun. We've been having a little bit of a conversation before we started and now we're laughing. So it's Sorry. okay. No, I'm so glad you're here with us. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be part of your series. And I was listening to the transformative series and yes. I, I just think this is so great. So thank you for picking me. Oh, I'm just so glad you're here. It feels like an honor for me to have you here. I'm um we're going to be talking about purpose and like cultivating purpose in our life today, but before we get into all of that, I would love for you to tell us just a little bit about yourself, about your family, where you live, all that stuff. Okay, perfect. Um well, I live in St. Louis, Missouri which is very uh, dingy and dark here today. Mm. Um, and I, I live um, here with my husband, who I've been married to for 32 years. Me too. Um, you too? I've been married 32 years too. So look at that. I know, see, we're like twinsies. That's good. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, we have uh, two sons and, you know, they they are 
actually trying to find their purpose. They're on their own individual journeys, trying to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, during this time, it's kind of complicated when you're young Mm -hmm. to try to, you know, be part of the world, right? So complicated. Um, But they're being so respectful in terms of, you know, that they live with these older people and they got to be careful and that kind of (laughs) stuff. So I'm very proud of them in that kind of way. And then we have um, a little dog who's the only other female in the house. And so she's my pride and joy. And her purpose is to just be spoiled. Sure. And and we allow that. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> well, okay. And so what's your dog's name? Annie. Oh, I see. I have a little dog. And her name's Chloe. Oh, Annie and Chloe maybe someday could meet. They should meet. Uh, Chloe, you'll probably hear her barking at some point. During your conversation. Okay. So this season, I'm asking all of my guests, because you're all therapists, I'm asking Mm -hmm. people why they became a counselor and what what kind of drew them. And this topic kind of really lends itself to this question, right? Like, why did you become a counselor? Well, I have kind of a a long story that I answer. Um, So I won't probably share the whole story, but I'll give little (laughs) snippets of the story. (laughs) Well, we might need to hear that story another time, but the the long story, the long version, but right now. Okay. So I became a therapist kind of my, it's, I I call it my fourth career. Um, So I I didn't start um, as a therapist. I started as a teacher Mm -hmm. um, in my life. And then um, from being a teacher, then I went to be in corporate America which was an interesting um, segue, but that's what happened. Um, And I spent about 10 to 12 years in in corporate America and then left that um, and then started my own consulting work. And during both of those experiences or that full time of experience, I was working in human resources and actually doing a lot of work in organizational development. And I was working with people. It was my job to really focus on the people side of work. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, um, teaching is about people. That's about people. And then when I left work um, because of a relocation for my husband and really started doing the consulting, I started to get really engaged in academia and, and partly because my kids ended up um, being diagnosed with ADHD and some anxiety and some depression. And I was, it was new to me in terms of being in my immediate family, although it was in my extended family. And growing up, I actually worked in um, um, a state um, facility. I had been exposed to it, but having now to be a mom and trying to figure out what that meant was complicated. So I realized quickly it's really hard to find a good therapist. Um, (laughs) So true. Right? Yeah, especially now, I think. Yeah. It's so hard. And we didn't know even, I didn't even know how to think about it. I didn't know how to ask about it. I didn't know, you know, what meant, what what was going to be a good therapist, what wasn't going to be a good therapist. And so, you know, we kind of did the bouncing around a lot. We'd go and try and then, nope, that wouldn't work. And then we'd go and try. And then we, you know, it was just kind of this um, roll the dice kind of thing. And it was then that I realized it shouldn't be this hard. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't take so much effort from the client mm-hmm. to find the right resource. 
and that's when I decided I'm, I'm going back to school and I'm going to be a therapist. And um, so at the age of 50, I left my you know consulting work and said, this is what I'm going to do. And that's what made me decide to come into this world and to actually serve others. I love that story. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's wonderful. I actually graduated um, from my grad program the month I turned 40. Hmm. So I I did it a little bit later too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so purpose can happen at any time. Oh, I think and doesn't it like change or evolve, right? We're gonna talk about that some more. So do you feel like now that you are into your career, do you feel like you are fulfilling that why? Oh, every day. Oh, I love that. Every day. Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing about the why is for a while, I kind of thought I was getting punked. Like I thought like, okay, people are sending people to me that know me because it was so weird <laughs> how people were coming to me. And it was like, I was reliving uh, events of my life. Mm-hmm. It was like people were bringing into my room, Your literally stuff. things that were painful for me, things that you know, I can remember just feeling like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> and it went for a while. I was, it really freaked me out for a while. And then I realized, oh no, this is the law of attraction. Uh-huh. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is Therapy. the purpose. Yeah. That's- it really was. It's, it's the moment I realized, oh my gosh, everything in my life meant something. Mm-hmm. And it's led up to it. right now, right? Like it's led up right. to this very moment. It has led up literally, literally to this moment. And I see it every day. That is so cool. I love hearing stories like that. Very, very yeah, cool. Okay, too. let's move into our talk and our subject about purpose. Okay. I would love for you to define what you think purpose is. And maybe some misconceptions of what it is, right? And, you know, what it isn't. I just would love for you to talk about that a little bit. Sure. So um, in my practice, because I know we're going to talk about that too, a little bit of kind of a how I practice. Yes, we will. Um, but I am a ginormous fan of using the dictionary. And, and part of the reason I am is because I think we all get trapped in our own beliefs, which is what I'm going to talk about a little bit too. And so we create this understanding of words that isn't even true. So a lot of times with clients, I'll say, let's look that up and let's just see what the definition is. So the definition mm-hmm. based off of Webster of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. That's the noun version of it. The verb version of it is to have as one's intention or objective. So when I think of the noun and the verb, it's actually how I put together my definition of purpose. And my definition is it's what matters to you plus the kind of person that you want to be. That's purpose. It's this idea of living your life of preference, the things that you prefer, mm-hmm. and finding that connection with your soul. And when I think about 
my soul, I think about it as it's my inner self. It's my true self. It has nothing to do with my ego. It has nothing to do with that stuff that other people think I should be or that the world thinks I should be. It's just sitting in that inner self. Mm, I like that. It's, when you say soul, I think people yeah. understand that it's like deep inside you. It's the it's it's the depth of you, right? Yeah. So I like yeah. that. So just really finding that place and, and coming up with the things that matter most to you. And oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Do you think that there are misconceptions of what purpose is? I do. I do. I, you know, I, I see them often when I'm working with clients, I hear them when people talk about, you know, I just want to find my purpose and then we'll kind of explore, well, what's that mean to you? What's that look like to you? And typically what comes out, which is what it is not is okay. Well, I have these goals. I have Mm. these objectives. So that is not purpose. Those are goals and those are objectives. And I tend to identify those as the things that keep us busy mm-hmm. and keep us off our path sometimes of our purpose. Mm-hmm. Because we're so busy trying to figure out how to meet a goal that we're not listening to our soul. Right. And I wonder, sometimes we have these goals and objectives, right? Mm-hmm. And we create those to try to find our purpose. Yeah. As opposed to the other way around. Yes. Yes. So thanks for saying that because one of the things that purpose is not either is it's not a thing. It's really just a journey. It's Mm. really just this idea of we're reaching these milestones to understand who we are and how we want to show up. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a destination. Interesting. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like why, the why you exist almost. Yeah. And it so all the, the other things that you're doing are being true to that, right? You're working in integrity with your purpose or you're not, but it's not the thing that you're doing isn't your purpose is what you're saying right? that is what I'm saying yeah. yes and I think um I was gonna look it up before you and I talked and then I forgot but there's there's a quote there's something that Brene Brown says about busyness it's something about you know that in some way or other it's how we define success or it says it's something like that I think I'm paraphrasing it um and And that's true. We get so wrapped up in this idea of I have to achieve, I have to achieve, and that will bring me closer to my purpose when it's literally just creating all of the noise that's that's keeping us off our path toward our purpose Mm -hmm. at time. Yeah, I really do think, I mean, I never thought of it that way before, but I think that sometimes we can be backwards. We're trying Mm -hmm. to find it. By doing all these things, but if we would slow down enough, right, and really center and be mindful of what's happening inside us and really try to find and identify our purpose, then our goals and objectives would bring us closer to integrity. Right. Yeah. Right. I like that. Yeah. 
So that's one of the things it's not. Mm-hmm. I have two more. The okay. other thing it's not is that it's not perfection. Oh. It's mistakes. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole idea is it's the journey. Mm-hmm. So if we got everything right, we'd never know what it meant or felt like to feel heartbreak or hurt, mm-hmm. right? We would just be on this journey toward a goal of lifelong, I don't know, happiness overall, um, joy. But if that were the case, then we would never have the opportunity to learn. Interesting. Right? So really our purpose is our journey. It is our, it is the learning from our journey. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's one more? Third thing Mm -hmm. that it's not is it's not a should or a must. If we're talking to ourselves or others are talking to us with language of, well, you should do that. Well, you must do that. Well, I got to do this. That's very different than purpose. Mm -hmm. Purpose is a driving force based off of passion. It, it sits in our soul because it's what, it's something like, you know, I tell, I talk to people about, it's the thing that, you know, you look up in two hours, three hours have passed and you didn't even know that you had spent that much time doing mm. it. You know, it's the thing where you forget it's dinner time or you forget that you had someplace else to go. That's when we know we're kind of sitting in our purpose because it doesn't feel like a should or a must. It feels like even if it's hard, I want to figure it out. I like that. Even if it's hard, because it can be hard and we have to push through hard sometimes and uncomfortable and painful even. Right. But we know that that's what we are almost just driven to do rather than I should, or I have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's a good distinction. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> so, so I would love for you to talk a little bit now. We're going to move to the mental health piece. Why do you think it's important for people to clarify or identify their purpose or maybe even just be on a journey toward identifying that, right? for their mental health? I mean, how does that play into our emotional state? Okay. So there's some really great research out there around um, purpose. And the one that I tend to go to, or that is my go-to, talks about just the human experience as it relates to purpose. And it identifies, you know, how how do we get to that place of understanding our meaning in life? And people talk about kind of meaning in life and purpose as if they're interchangeable, but they're not. It's actually what the article um, or research is is saying is that there's four components to um, the meaning of life. Mm. One happens to be purpose. The second happens to be efficacy or the feeling of control. The third is value or our Mm. own values. And the fourth is positive self-worth. So when we think about our work in the mental health field, why wouldn't we be thinking about the importance of helping people understand that meaning is composed of these 
four different things and mm-hmm. each of them stands alone and how we understand how we work more towards them or how we create fulfillment with them. Mm-hmm. The, the really important part about the research also says that when we figure out these four things and as we try to figure them out on our own, the really critical part is that we're socializing with others in the midst of the work. Mm. And part of purpose is that this isn't about ourselves. It's about this understanding that we're giving of our soul, we're giving of our preferences, we're giving of what matters to us to benefit something greater than ourselves. And we do that in socialization with others. That is so fascinating. And just think about like the times that we are in right now, right? Think about that. How hard it must be for people. And this is like the world. We are really, I was talking to somebody the other day about how we are in a community trauma, right? Like we're, Mm -hmm. we're in the middle of a worldwide trauma. And so when we do take that component of socialization out, I mean, people lose their sense of purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know that people know that. I think, you know, people come in and they say, I'm anxious, or they come mm-hmm. in and they say, I'm really stressed, or they come in and they say, you know, I'm experiencing whatever that feeling is. And we kind of look at that and go, okay, you know, I know what to do next. But I think we really have to, you know, kind of press ourselves to kind of these categories is, Is it deeper? Is the meaning underneath the stress really something relating to purpose, something relating to efficacy, something relating to values, something relating to Mm self-worth? Because that's where I think we're going to make a greater difference. Those are some good words. Let's move on a little bit to some practical things. I would love for you to talk about things that you found helpful for yourself, yourself personally, or, and, or helpful for your clients in helping them move toward finding their, their purpose in life, or, or maybe just, maybe just clarifying it. Right. So clarifying their purpose. Yeah. You know, I think the definition is key, right? You have to kind of start in the same place. Um, and trying to, again, kind of define this, what it is and, and what it isn't. But I actually created a system for my clients so that we kind of walk through this in more of a systematic way. Would you, would you like to hear it? I would love to hear it. Please share it with us. <laughs> okay, then I'll share it with you. Today is the day to share it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so... It, it, it's kind of, um, I don't want to say big, but big. <laughs> so let, let's give it a go. Let's okay, see. Let's, let's try see. it. Let's see. Let's try. Okay. So first we start with kind of this idea of asking the question of what can I do with my time? That's important to me. Mm-hmm. Remember, we're talking about our preferences, our, our inner knowing our soul, right? Mm-hmm. So we're talking about what we want to do with our time. And where we usually start, so in in general, there's three steps, and then there's kind of these incremental steps underneath them. So step one 
is we really look for time for reflection. This is that part about ignoring the busyness of the world and ignoring the business of the goals and the objectives. Mm-hmm. This is really critical because different than goals and objectives, what I've learned myself and what I work with my clients is that idea of setting intentions, mm-hmm. you know, that we, that we get up each day and we set a small intention for that day that helps us understand that we're moving on our journey, not that we're moving toward a goal or an objective, but that we're just moving forward. So in order to do that, we kind of have to reflect on how that go for me or how didn't that go for me? And in order to do that, we can't be busy trying to do things, you know, and um, I think later on, you're going to ask me about something relating to a moment in my life. And it was the moment in my life where I realized I am too busy. I can't even do what I'm supposed to be doing that I re- that I really got clarity in what I wanted to do. You know, that happens to so many people. We just had an episode come out yesterday on my pod on the podcast that um, was an interview with this couple her name is Shannon. His name's David, Shannon and David Carroll. They are releasing a book this month. Um, it's called uh, One Thing Remains. And he actually got amnesia. It's a fascinating story for anybody who wants to listen to it. But one of the things that, <laughs> yeah, y'all need to go listen. I'm, I'll put the link somewhere. But it is, it's so interesting because he talks about that he he really believes basically that much of that happened because of how busy they were like mm. how base it just like basically broke something right oh it, it's gosh. a really interesting story but um and I'm not giving it justice right here but really about how busy they were they had so much going on and they knew they needed to let go of something but he was talking about it like everything they were doing was good like it wasn't bad stuff. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's kind of even what you're talking about with the goal, yeah. you know, having people having goals and, and tasks and all that. Like we are doing good things. But it's like these good things are the enemy of the best. Oh, right. That should be a T-shirt. It should be. It should be a T-shirt. <laughs> I should make it a T-shirt. I don't know. That's, yeah, you better copyright it right now because that's, that's really the, good. Right? That's one of the things I said in my in my wrap up about that <laughs> interview was like the good is the enemy of the best. Yeah. Because they had to let go of the good before yeah. they could grab on to what was best for them. Well, that's basically what you're saying, you know, is that it, is what I'm saying. We had you have so many things happening. We're so busy, 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 that we can't set two seconds aside to focus on what intentions we have for our life and our day, even our hour. Yeah. Right. Right. It's so noisy. It just, you know, that for me, it's just the noise and, you know, for me, it looked on the outside at the time that this happened for me, it looked on the outside, like, wow, what a great life I was living. But on the inside, I was so sad mm. and, you know, unfulfilled. I think, but boy, it didn't look that way. I mean, it it was people and places and things, and it was, 
very, very active and, you know, very ego oriented. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, that's when I finally realized, oh boy, this is not going to end well for me (laughs) if I keep going this direction. And so you did something different. Yes. Yes. Okay. So time, this is part of your. Okay. So time, that reflection time. The second step is to look for your passion, not perfection. This is that place of looking for that energy, that action, that, that cause, you know, that, that understanding of kind of what brings you joy, that stuff where when you're doing it, you're losing the track of the time. And the reason the passion part is so important in purpose is like we said before, just because we're living a life of purpose, purpose does not mean it's going to be one that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be very hard. And it is the hard times where if we're not really clear of what kind of sits in that place of us, our preference and our, 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 our inner self, that, you know, it's easy to kind of turn the other direction toward the noise because that's easy. Mm-hmm. That's easy and mm-hmm. fast and quick. And, oh yeah, I can do that and feel good about myself. Right. Mm, it's very but true. The, the purpose part is really that passion to be able to overcome the hard part. Mm-hmm. Now, and then third is amazingly enough to know your why. And that's where we kind of create this system that I was telling you about. And the system actually comes from some work that I um, used to do uh, in my in my business acumen, where uh, we used this organizational design system that was developed out of MIT. Uh-huh. And part of the idea was to help organization, organizations go through change. And to do it in kind of a fluid way. And it it really at that time was about building kind of strategies and to understand the whole, mm-hmm. just like we want to understand the whole in a person so that we didn't lose sight of something in the business that may or may not help us achieve overall um, strategy for the business. So I just took it and I adapted it for people. And part of what the system looks like for purpose is this. Uh, I'll just kind of give you the system. And then we, if, if you want to, we can talk about each part of it. But the way we talk about finding why is we start with understanding the events in our life. So we look at those major events and when they occur. And we, and we think about what was the emotion behind that event? And then after the events, we build on that and understand, were those milestones for me? Was there a theme in those events that helped me understand myself more clearly, that gave me an understanding of my calling? Is there something in that that I can recognize that happened over and over and over again every time an event occurred? Mm, that's a, the that's third, good. You like that? Yeah, I like that. Okay. Then the third part, critical is what are my systems that are around me? Are they supporting me as I move toward my purpose or are they, are they working against me and my purpose? Mm-hmm. So I need to look at my family. I need to look at my friends. I need to look at my work. I need to look at my financial system. I need to look at my wellness. I need to look at my spiritualness. And they need to figure out, are those all aligned toward this thing that is calling me to move forward? Mm-hmm. I like that. 
Uh-huh. And then there's beliefs. And that's where we start to understand what meaning are we giving all of this stuff that in the past was kind of surrounded with shoulds and musts. And how do we now start breaking mm. that apart? Which then leads us to the final phase, which is our vision, our purpose. How do we understand now how to move forward? And that's where our values sit. It's how we align ourselves then to our values. That is a real tangible way to get some clarity. Yes. And it's such good work. Yeah. It's such good work. Okay. Is there a place where people can find that? In my head. In your head. Okay. That was beautiful. I'm so glad it's in your head. (laughs) You need to write it down and put it somewhere so people can find it. (laughs) Copyright it. Sell it. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know. (laughs) That was beautiful. That was really helpful. I mean, I think that's a very good step-by-step systematic way of getting clarity. And that is what people are missing because of all the things in their world, right? Of all the, the noise. All the noise. All the noise. And it just makes us crazy sometimes. We can't, and we can't think clearly because of all the noise. And so this, that's a real good system of figuring out how to just kind of come down. And it's not necessarily something that you do just sitting down one time. Oh, no, this This is work. Work, right? And you have to get through a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. and let go of all the shoulds and yeah. All the things Which that is why told it's you. a journey. Right. Right. Because we're learning every milestone. We're learning at every event. We're learning at every system. Mm-hmm. And we're learning at every belief and, and value. We're learning every time we enter a part of that. That pattern. Just, yeah. I like that. That's really part of good. Purpose. Really important to remember. Okay. That was very tangible. And I hope people listen to that again. Rewind, write it down. Um, so very tangible. So before we move on, is there anything else that you want to say about purpose? So one of the things that sometimes my clients get stuck mm-hmm. is, you know, in trying to even figure this out, is trying to figure out like this idea of meaning and that, well, what are my preferences? I tend to tell them to find someone they trust. And to just ask that person, like, how do I make you feel when we're together? Just to see what that other person's response is. Mm -hmm. And then I ask them to ask that person, how would you describe me to someone else? Mm -hmm. Sometimes both those questions can give us a clue as to what we should be paying attention to. Mm, I like that. It's so helpful to have an outside perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. That's all I've got. Okay. I'm sure that there's a lot more, but we're going to move on right now. I want you to tell us how people can get in touch with you because I know people are going to want to get in touch with you. And so tell us a little bit about your practice that you have now. It sounds so exciting to me. Like I got to hear a little bit about it and that sounds lovely and wonderful. And so tell us about your practice, all the things that you have out there offering all that stuff. Okay. So um, the practice I am in is a group practice. Um, It's called Get Centered. You know, 
the idea of purpose centering. I think you even said that. Uh, we have uh, counseling, coaching, and wellness services. Um, the idea behind it actually came from uh, my husband, who actually is the owner of the practice. And he um, had gone through an international federation coaching certification program, and he recognized the benefit of coaching, but also saw how sometimes it bumped up against the line of counseling mm-hmm. um, often, right? Um, and he was so uncomfortable with that because, of course, he's married to a counselor who's like, what are you doing? Right. You, like, right. right. <laughs> yes. Stop doing that. And so, you know, he's the one that actually said, I think we should create something for people that feels like they have options to pursue in terms of understanding whatever their needs might be. And out of that came this idea of offering um, what we call a a whole person approach to wellness. It allows us to offer um, therapy services. We offer coaching services for professionals. Um, We call it career and work coaching along with teams and work groups. And then we also offer health and wellness coaching uh, from a functional medicine perspective. We also, which is probably the exciting part, for, for you, Wendy, is that um, we are aligned with other providers um, within the community. So we not only work with our clients as it relates to those therapeutic or coaching or wellness needs, but we work with them if they're looking for a dietitian, we have one. If they're looking for a medical provider, meaning an internist, we have one. If they're looking for alternative medicine provider, we have one. If they're looking for a chiropractor, we have one. If they're looking for Reiki, we have one. If they're looking for um, energy work, we have one. If they're looking for massage, we have one. If they're looking for yoga, we have one. So we're really trying to figure out, you know, if we're looking at someone as a human, Mm -hmm. it's more than one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're willing to figure out a way to collaborate to make sure that that person is feeling, feeling full. And, you know, part of um, what was frustrating for me when we were trying to find therapy services for our family members was I was the middle person. I was having to always connect all these people and remind people, remember, we're doing this and remember, we're doing that. And so we take that out of the client's hands. We, we have a release and when the client allows us, then we speak as a team. And, and we work as a team. So the client isn't responsible to do that all the time. That is so helpful and very beneficial to community. I, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's brilliant. 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 See, brilliant. it's in my head. It is. You just need to put it on paper. So I'm like, get out of that. <laughs> so how can people find you and what do you, where do we look for you? Website. Okay, well, you can find me at getcenteredcounselingstl.com. And it's very important. So I'm going to say it again because there's another therapy service in Virginia that has a similar name. So <clears throat> it's getcenteredcounselingstl.com. Um, and if you go there, the bottom of our page, um, you'll see all of our social media. We're, we're everywhere. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, you can find me on the page and you can see the rest of the individuals that work within the group too. Um, my email is right there. It's Kim at getcenteredcounselingstl.com. Um, so you can feel free to send me an email. You can feel free to call me. Um, yeah. 
however you'd like to reach out. I'm always loving to connect with anybody. I love, that's part of my journey is gaining understanding and learning from everyone, anything I can. I love that. I will put the links in the show notes so they can just go click on those easily and follow her on Instagram and like her, all that stuff on Facebook. It's just really helpful. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of really good information from her. I know that I've really even already enjoyed and loved getting to hear all of that information today. Um, So we had, while we were laughing before, we had talked a little bit about some opportunities that maybe therapists have with your practice. And I know we didn't get a chat about that, you know, in the interview. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So um, we actually opened the practice um, in the middle of the pandemic, which is amazing. So we would really love the opportunity um, to be a little more visible in our community. And um, so we'd like to offer opportunities for people to author blogs and post them on our website. And we'd love to author blogs and be posted on other people's websites too. So I'm happy to write for others or others write for us. Either way would be great. I'd, I'd, I'd love that opportunity and, and love to welcome anybody on our, on our website too. Oh, that's great. So tell me about, you said community, but are you talking about all over the world community? Are you talking about just your little space community? What are you talking about? It's my little space community. Okay. Yeah. So people... our, our visibility is local, although our coaches can work uh, U.S. wide. Yeah. Um, but our therapists just work um, in the state of Missouri. And you do both coaching and therapy, right? Correct. So people have the chance to do that. So sure. So people out here in Oregon who are listening, for example, or who are in Australia who are listening, because I have a a following there too, because I I love my Australian friends. They also could connect with you. Yes. Yes. yes, It doesn't matter. You don't have to be where you are. Our coaches are internationally certified, so they have the ability to work all across the world. So that would be amazing. Great. Okay. Well, I know people are going to want to connect. And if there are therapists who are all over, you know, anywhere, they might also want to just write just for the fun of it to be in your, and and that would be a good, a good way to just support her and support all the things that they're doing for wellness. So we'd love it. Anyway, we would just love it. We just love to share other people's perspectives. Again, that's part of the journey, right? Yeah. I love We don't all have it figured out. We learn from each other. It's great. Okay. I'm going to ask you now the last three questions, the questions I ask everybody on my podcast. So I think we heard the first one maybe, but maybe there's another one, an event that changed you. Yeah, that was my 40th birthday. It was an event that, you know, kind of, it wasn't the birthday as much as everything that surrounded the birthday, Mm -hmm. you know, things in my marriage were kind of rocky Mm -hmm. and, I had this big social group of friends and it was, it was big. I was involved in a lot of um, community work and realized that it was keeping me really busy and it was very political and it was not aligned to who I wanted to be. Um, But gosh, it would have been easy to do all those, to keep doing all those things. It was really hard to let go of that stuff that made me feel connected and made me feel important. Yeah. Um, and really 
kind of convinced me that I was doing what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got really quiet mm-hmm. and kind of let it all go that um, I figured out that was not what I was intended to do. Mm-hmm. Gave me a lot of great experience um, and a lot of things now that have been very helpful. Sure. Part of your but journey. It was part of my journey. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. A person who changed you. You know, when I saw you were going to ask me that, I was just like, ah, there's so many. Um, But I think the one that actually created change was a person I can't even name, but I was, I was going to a doctor's appointment and you know how you have to go to those little places where you register and whatever your benefits, whatever. And the woman on the other side was like, oh, I know you. And I'm like, oh, you do? And she's like, yeah, you were, you know, on this board that I was a part of and whatever. And, you know, I just have to tell you, it was so impressive to me how you always stayed within your own values, no matter what everybody else was saying, and no matter whether or not it meant that you were kind of the odd man out, you stood that place, you stood in that place. I I think about it so much and mm. it, it, it literally changed me in that moment just because, um, you know, I didn't really realize what it looks like to other people sometimes. And the people um, are watching. And, yeah. And yeah. Notice. It just, yeah. I just had no idea. And it, yeah, it resonate, resonates with me often when I, when I'm challenged and I feel like I can't, you know, move forward. I'm like, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Cause it's really important. That's yeah. great. I like that story. It was a small little thing, but it made a humongous impact in, in your life. Yes. I, that's literally. Cool. That's beautiful. It, it, like I, like, it's like it happened yesterday. I can still feel it. And wow. even when I'm telling the story, I can see, see her. I can, I can yeah. feel it. I, that's great. Yeah. Okay. And the last one is a book that changed you. A book that changed me. Um, yeah, I've got a million of them. So, um, you know, because of the, you know, intention around today and talking about purpose, I think the book that aligns the most to that for me is, uh, man's search for meaning. Mm. It's the book by Viktor Frankl. People love, sure. right. But gosh, talk about difficulties and hardships and staying within your purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an amazing story. So I know when I read that was around that time of, mm-hmm. you know, when I was 40 and just trying to understand what does this mean? How could a person sustain that kind of torture and still see the good mm-hmm. um, and understand his own meaning? Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it really, um, I think is an amazing book that way. Um, for those out there, you know, that are interested in kind of this, the, the idea of why, mm-hmm. There's some really great business books by Simon Sinek um, that we used a lot in my in my work in business. Um, and then I loved the book, The Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama. I just think that there's some amazing information in that book too. I will put both of those books in the show notes. I think those are great books. If you've read the book by Viktor Frankl, you should read it again. Just, mm-hmm. I feel like this year we should read that book mm-hmm. again. Right. Like, yes, I think totally I need to read that book year, again. because it doesn't it kind of I mean, it resonates right. with this idea. I mean, not that we're going to put, you know, not like we're going through the same as a Holocaust, but 
Oh, but, 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 but this just idea the whole idea, of hopelessness. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and really finding the center of the storm, right? Finding that center of all the chaos that's going around you. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Okay, well, oh my goodness, Kim, it was so fun to get to talk to you. So fun to talk to you. I love that we got so- to laugh through this. It was, it was <laughs> fun for me. Well, thank you again for joining us. It was so fun. Yeah, so right. fun. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined us. Make sure to subscribe so you can get all the episodes. And you can help support our podcast by clicking the support button in the show notes or going to our website, essentiallybetterlife.com. Follow me on social at Essentially Better Life and check out my website for all kinds of information on business and personal coaching, my book, and even some great stuff on essential oils. Thanks for listening. Blessings and be well, my friends.